Welcome to Android Maven's podcast called On Stage with Android Maven. This third episode is going to blow your mind. You know, uh, going back to the previous episode where I invited Totti Emmanuel that shared with us how to spot bad clients. The kind of client that wants to pay you less but will stress you the most you know and then he talked about the five types of ways you can uh spot this kind of people you know and then put a name on it and explained you know the way they actually operate in this episode we're going to be going further and digging deeper we're going to be talking about how do you deal with these types of bad clients that's the first thing the second thing is going to be how can you now start to attract the kind of client that will pay you more the kind of client that when you work with them you will have your sanity right um if you haven't listened to the previous episode i really want you to pause this and go back to the previous episode and understand the background what he said was amazing and if you've done that, if you've listened to that, uh, yeah, let's ride and let's get back into business. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Whew. Totti Manuel, I'm excited to have you back on this uh, channel. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be back here again. <laughs> yeah, so uh, super excited for you um, explaining what you did last week. And I'll be very glad and excited to have you talk again about how can we deal and attack them. Yeah, thank you, Toby, for inviting me again. I'm glad to share with everyone. Um, so last week we talked about identifying the different kinds of bad clients, you know, the five types, and we went through how their attributes. So this episode, we'll be looking into how to respond to them, how to deal with them. So what I want to say, first of all, before you start, uh, before you go into freelancing or trying to get clients, you have to have self-confidence, you know, confidence in your skills, confidence in what you can do. I don't mean arrogance but proper self-confidence. You know what you can do, you know what you're capable of. So mm-hmm. that will help you in your negotiations with the with the clients. So yeah. another step would be to, you know, you, have, you need to have clarity too. You need to have be clear on what the terms are, you know. Um, if it's asking you to maybe come on site once or twice per week, you should know that beforehand, mm-hmm. you know, so that, and if it's okay with you, you agree to it and it won't cause problems in yeah. the future so you have to be clear on that and the things you need for the job if if you need to have some sign some documents to sign like proposals you know, or contracts uh, some people used to ask that why is that whenever and clients say that this apple is just a simple project just very simple mm-hmm. at the time you just come back they're like guy come on this picture come on this picture mm-hmm. you know but yeah, all those things you need to you need to have a a template, a, a document where you have all those things written down, so that even at the end of the project you'll be able to say, okay, 
this feature was completed, this one was completed, this one was completed. Because if you leave it open like that, just verbal, mm. it, has, it leaves a lot of loophole for problems to come up. They will say, okay, this wasn't actually what I meant, but if it's documented, it helps you, even in your own work. You know that this is actually what they want, and you don't go beyond uh, going to do something else that they didn't ask for. Yeah. What about some uh, clients will be say, even if you document it, they will still come back and be like, oh yeah, please, please, please now. No, no, it, those, those cases, you have to still, uh, if they have, if they're asking for a review, if, if it's something like a design and they're asking for a revision for it, you have to also have a limit to the number of revisions you can do mm. in that document or changes that they can make before it attracts extra costs. Yeah. So these things need to be clarified from the onset. So that, just like you said, you won't have to deal with uh, change this or deadlines, uh, changing deadlines and all those stuff. So it won't just come up anyhow. Like they know that there's a cost to changing things anyhow. Mm-hmm. You know, beyond the number, maybe you told them a uh, maximum of three revisions. Yes. And they've exhausted the three. They now want more. Yes. They now know that, okay, there's a cost attached to this. Mm. So. It helps everyone stay on the same page. Yeah, that's the, the benefit of having documentation. Yeah. So um, then again, you need to know your services. What are you <laughs> offering? Mm-hmm. If you're a specialist back in back end, for example, like myself, I know that I may not be very very fast or proficient in the front end. Mm-hmm. I can hire it out. I can, you know. So if I'm going to hire it out, I, I need to involve a front end developer. Mm-hmm. I must also add his costs too you know so i will now focus on the back end why he does the front end so this will also help you even do more jobs at the same time mm-hmm. so know your strengths know the services you offer then those ones that are complementary to you like design ui ux front end you can yeah. find other guys that will involve and they too the ones they won't also work for free yeah you need to pay them too so you'll have to factor all those things into your proposal or the contracts that you are signing right. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I I do that sometimes. Just that, uh, what if when the budget is, um, you know, fine, the budget is is okay, but if you are bringing in extra designers, they can actually charge you more, mm. and then it's going to be expanding the budget and lowering your own profit. Yeah, the thing is, if if you are bringing in extra hands, you need to bring in someone who, first of all, you trust the person, and the person can work well and fast with mm-hmm. you. So. You know, so there's, there's this saying that throwing more people into a project doesn't actually make it to deliver faster. Sometimes it can be even worse <laughs> than uh, yeah. how it's supposed to be. So from the beginning, you know that, okay, this project will involve some designs, involve some logo design, graphics, mm. UI, UX, front-end. So mm. from the customer's uh, requests, mm. you already know this, this, this who, who will handle what and at what cost mm-hmm. from the onset so that... When you're not creating your documentation, it will be very clear to everyone that this is what will be required. So you won't have to run into problems where you don't have enough money or you don't have enough budget to really complete the project. Mm. Yeah. So, and um, another point would be that you should be willing to walk away too. You know, not every project that, um, if if you come with this attitude of desperation, they would sense it. And take advantage. take advantage of it. That Many this times. Is, this guy is broke. I know people are very sensitive to that. that very, very now. Very, very sensitive. We are hooligans. So when you are desperate, they are, they, this, this is the way you act. This is the way you talk yeah. when you are desperate. So if they sense that kind of stuff, something, mm-hmm. he might even send the wrong signal to a good client yeah. and he would 
want to walk away that this guy i'm not sure he will be able to do this but yeah you should always be willing to walk away in fact there's even uh this kind of thing that they that they used to, to say they'll be like you know what i'm going to pay you let's say the, the money that they want to, to pay is like 300k in a month like okay you know what because we've not worked before i'm going to pay you 100k for 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 now just to test you you know don't worry it's just a part-time work it's just a part-time work and uh, at the end of the day you end up working full-time you, you end up working your ass off <laughs> and then after the period of them paying you under kid they'll be like they are not working with you again uh the thing is for that case you also need to include this in the documentation there mm-hmm. that you know when you cut off services there's a fee a cut off fee mm-hmm. you know for services like that because at the beginning of this uh, the project you already tell them the model they are going to be paying. Are they going to be paying monthly, yeah. or are they going to pay an upfront fee? Then at the end of the project, they pay the balance. Yeah. So you decide that at the beginning of the project. If they now fail, which is why the contract is important, mm-hmm. if they now fail to do their own part, you can take it up with a, a lawyer, yeah. and they will be at fault. So it is that's why documentation is key. It's very important so that they won't. And when when there's documentation. The tendency to go back and forth will be reduced. Greatly I need reduced. we need we need lawyers that that can take that can support in this in this thing, mm-hmm. you know. Because right now, yeah, even though we have a contract, but majority of developers, in fact, I can say ninety percent developers don't even have lawyers, including myself. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, okay, fine. I have I have lawyers that are friends that I used to consult, but when it comes to project, sometimes I don't mm-hmm. really involve them. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I need to pay them, so why should I still pay them, even though the you know the lawyer is charging me? I but just maybe there could be lawyers who are just focused on side projects for developers, and then they end they they get little um amount but higher volumes because there are a lot of that you know involved. that are involved in side projects. So just a, a, a of, okay. Uh, it, what what I would say is like me too. I have friends that are lawyers. The thing is. For them, once there's a contract, once there's a contract and you present it to them, mm. and uh, you are charging because when you are, when you are taking, if you, if it's something that has come to where you are not trying to sue the person or charge them to court, you you know that you are not going. To, if it was let's say a two hundred k, five hundred k project, mm-hmm. you are not going to claim damages of two hundred k, five hundred k. You are going to be claiming damages in millions, <laughs> yeah. Because the opportunity opportunities lost due to them, you know, defaulting, mm-hmm. you know, has resulted to you going to, to waste time looking for lawyers doing this doing that. So at that point, the lawyer, if he's a good lawyer, will mm-hmm. see an opportunity to like defend your cause. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't even need to have so much money because there are some people who don't even have enough money to pay the lawyer at the beginning but the agreement is at the end of yeah. the, the case whatever they now take a percentage of what's yeah, whatever the, the, revenue the, comes what, in. whatever money comes in from yeah. that case you can do that kind of arrangement but it's better if it's your friend because he will be more passionate to yeah to help, help you out yeah. yeah that's what i would say so just be willing to walk away politely and sometimes they now get angry and you know start using you know bad words at you taking taking it personally you know using <laughs> abusive language on you what i'll just say is just don't don't re- reply be the professional that you are be polite and just mm. let them go 
But then sometimes it's hard. Some clients yeah. are just so annoying. Yeah, yeah, I get it's annoying. But the thing is, you know, you can't throw more than at someone without getting your hands dirty. Mm. You know, so when you reply them in that tone, so you are so hurting yourself later on. You won't be proud of what you did later on. So yeah, just let true. the momentary um, shit just go. <laughs> <laughs> let them just go with whatever problems they have. Let them just go. Be willing to let go. You know, let mm-hmm. them walk away with their troubles. Find some other person to disturb you. You keep your reputation because that's very key. That's very yeah. important. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, that is very amazing. So um, before you continue into, uh, you know, how can we start making more money? Because that that's basically what it is about. Yeah. Uh, what are the steps that can attract us to better better high paying um, clients? You know. Uh, yeah, so you told me that you are working on some few things mm. on your side. Um, I'm, I'm very sure that the audiences would be um, would love to hear what you are currently working okay. on. So okay. can you just share with us what you're working on? Okay, yes. Um, based on the feedback from the previous episode, I didn't know that you know so many people would give us feedback that way, and you know the response people was loved people it. loved it, people really enjoyed it. So. And I said, okay, let me delve further into, you know, researching this topic and see. So I found out that a lot, a lot, a whole lot of developers are facing this issue. Not just developers, even freelancers generally, they are facing this issue. So I now decided to write an ebook, which will be coming up this month. I will announce it on Twitter. Then, uh, but my work, you can follow progress on the work on my Gumroad account, mm-hmm. which the links will be on. The description for this podcast so yes. you can just click and follow so follow, yes. whenever the book comes out you'll be one of the first people to get to notified. get it awesome, yeah. awesome. i'm so, following uh, myself too. <laughs> and there will also be there will be, be other free content too besides the book yeah. other free things like infographics uh, audio files of some of these uh, podcasts you also get them there you know so that's what I'm working on this month. Just get ready for it. It's coming out. It's going to be rich. It's going to be straight to the point. It's not going to be full of fluff. No, it's just something that will help developers like us and freelancers in general. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad to hear this. <laughs> awesome. Ah, uh, so how can we attract better clients? Okay, to find good clients, clients that uh, you would be happy working with and they will pay you well. First of all, you have to define who that's your ideal client is, the kind of client that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. And by defining them, I mean the profession they work in or the business that they own. You can say, okay. I want to be building websites for lawyers, big time lawyers. I don't expect you to build to, to focus on <laughs> those who can't pay you. <laughs> you know, the ones that are just starting newly. Yeah. You know, no. Then um, or doctors, those who want to, who who want to go online, who want to take their businesses online, mm. or you can focus on fashion designers, as in people who have 
who really want to take their businesses online and they can I, I pay. Actually, I actually think that's a good idea because we are focusing on the particular industry. Mm. But um, at at starts, you know, it it helps you in building faster. Mm-hmm. You have you have good templates for your client. So if you are building, let's say you've worked for two fashion designers, yeah. then you want to work for the third one. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't take you longer time. No, it wouldn't take you time, and you by that by working with them, you now have more experience on yeah. what will that's be valuable awesome. to them. So, nice. yeah, so, so I take that. <laughs> so it's it's good you define it from the start, the kind of clients you want to work with. Then next thing, the next step, the second step would be to find where they hang out. Mm. Online, offline. If it's fashion for you, let's use fashion. If it's fashion, you look at where do they do their fashion expo, mm. where do they do their events, you mm-hmm. need to find out where it is. Then that's off on the offline part. Then the online part, you need to know where they are. Mm-hmm. Is it Facebook that they hang out most? Is it Instagram? Which social media do they use most often? Yeah. That will help you go there, see what they talk about, mm. see what they discuss, see their pain points, see what they would want to do, but they can't do because they don't have the tech skills that you have. Mm-hmm. So those things are signals for opportunities for you. So by the time you, you learn about their business, learn yeah. it properly, you'll be able to be someone who has authority mm-hmm. in that field. So when you learn, that's the third step now. Learning their business thoroughly would make you an authority. You know, mm. so when they come to you for help, you can say you know this, how this, and they will say that, okay, consult. Mm-hmm, you now know how to talk to them because you have knowledge in you know, that industry. In that industry. So they believe that you can give them the service that they wow. require. Yeah. Then the fourth step would be to create a niche website. You know, not your personal website now. If you have projects that you've done for a fashion designer, for example, before, mm. you can put it on your personal website. That's no problem. But they need to see something that, you know, will tell them that this guy can work for us or for my kind of person. Mm. So either you have that or you have a particular niche site for fashion designers, mm. you know, fashion designers, websites, something like that, mm. that they, you can refer them to to see your previous works mm. or other fashion designers that you've worked with. Yeah. That builds trust very, very fast and credibility yeah. too. So uh, it, it will make them give you business mm. because you've done it before. Yeah. So then the fifth one is when you've done your research, you've built the website, you need to reach out to them. You can't just stay in your room and expect people <laughs> to business to fly to you. Yes. You need to reach out to them, both on, offline, online. Yes. You know, you can do that through blogging. Mm-hmm. You can write blog posts about take what uh, the advantage would be to take their businesses online, mm-hmm. or how it will help them build you know, client, their client base, revenue and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those things will make them you know, happy. You can also have a podcast like we are having a podcast now. You can have mm. a podcast for fine fashion designers, mm. you know. So they come there, they listen to it, they find value in what you are saying because you're already knowledgeable in their business, mm. and they want to contact you to do stuff for mm. them. You can also mail them. Some of them that maybe on LinkedIn, there's a service on LinkedIn you can use to mail people directly. Mm-hmm. So you find top fashion designers mm. there, send them, you know, research them first mm-hmm. of all. Check if they already have a website. Yeah. You know, know if that website is performance. Yeah. You know, just do your research first before contacting mm. them. Creating you know. content for that industry. Yeah. Creating content for them, having a portfolio website or niche website for them. When they see those things, they know that oh, this guy is someone that we can work with. Yeah. Yeah. So we also do networking too. Networking both offline and online. You know, you look at uh, Eventbrite, 
look at uh, meetups, yeah. see where are they coming together, where, do, where, where are they meeting. So when you when you look at when you check those places, you can actually attend their events. Introduce yourself that okay, you are you actually a web developer, mm-hmm. but you have interest in this industry. You serve people in this industry. Yeah, you know, with an attitude to serve them. You know, when they see that they are willing to open up to you and mm-hmm. give you their business. Mm-hmm. So. It not just it doesn't just end there. When you get their contacts, always follow up, because as human beings, we have a lot of things we do, a lot of we things do. on our schedule. Yeah, so, so people can just forget. Forget, you know that. It was uh, intentional. It was, of course. So you, maybe you collected their contact today. It's best maybe when you get home, just give them a call immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you are top of mind. You know, for them. Yeah. If it's if you stay too long and you call, they'll be like, "Who is this?" Mm. Uh, so you, you you make sure that. You follow them up once in a while, give them a call, make sure you know what's going on with them. Then if, if you join the app, maybe online groups or forums, mm-hmm. always participate, be active, yeah. offer help. You know, if they, if they, for example, they want to do things like Facebook ads and it's something you're good with, mm-hmm. you can offer to help them or teach them how to do it because mm. teaching is a very fast way of building credibility. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to do the stuff. They're like, oh, this guy's an expert. Let's give this job to him to do, you know? Yeah. So those are the ways you can find good clients, you know, in the in the industry. Industry, yeah. wow. You, that is then this, awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have one more tip for Yeah, us. one more tip. Then the, the, awesome. the, the last one is, one thing is, once you start, keep providing value because the, all the other steps focus on providing value to them. Mm-hmm. So keep providing value and also keep growing your client base yeah. don't stop growing maybe you've gotten up to 50 or 100 of them yeah. don't stop at that keep looking for new ones to add to the existing yes. you know that will also help you get more and more clients too. yes yeah thank you whoa <laughs> i am mind blown right now <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome thank you so much yeah, thank you too thank i mean you. i'm so glad to have you on this podcast mm-hmm. And uh, just, um, I mean, would you still love to come back maybe later on? Uh, of course, anytime. You know, I'm, I'm passionate about sharing knowledge and giving value to people like me, freelancers, entrepreneurs. So I'm happy to come back anytime. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tati. So you've heard from me. I've learned a lot. And uh, there's one thing. Knowledge is power, but it's... It is useless if not used. So let's let's do something about what we've learned today. By the way, next episode it's going to be super amazing as well. I'll be inviting someone new who is going to really, really amaze you. This guy has been working in the industry for over 10, 15 years, and you know it's a uh, it's an amazing designer. Yeah, I'm bringing on a designer this time around. And you really, really need to hear this. Uh, quick one. If you're listening to this, if you think this has been helpful, please do one thing. Kindly click on the like button so that it encourages us to do more. And uh, if you have questions, if you have comments, you can drop them in the comment section. Or share this post on Twitter, LinkedIn, or whatever social media. And then make your comments on it. I'll be glad to hear you.
Thank you so much. Bye.